G'day, and welcome to the Hunter's Campfire Podcast. My name's Mark, and along with good mate Ian, we're here to help with all things hunting. If you're looking to start, but don't know where to begin, you want to make the most of your next trip away, or even plan to hunt of a lifetime, we've got something for you. You'll find our podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, and plenty of others. And if you want more, head over to our YouTube channel, The Hunter's Campfire, where we have plenty of how-to and hunting videos, along with the full video production of every podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and good hunting. Cool. Oh, well, it's um, it's good to have you on anyway, Anastia. Um, uh, we um, certainly appreciated the email, and we thought if we could give you the opportunity to get as much tips and tricks before you head to Nundal and Tuggalo, then um, we're only happy to help. Um, I was going to drive some stuff with maps, but, John, I'm going to get you to do it now, mate. I, I've only, I'm down to one screen, and yeah, it'll no be worries. a little bit hard. But are you heading off on your own this year? Yeah, I was going to do a solo. Oh you're 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 a, a brave man for a beginner. I think that the, the important learning here is write us a nice email and you'll get stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're pretty shallow, really. <laughs> we respond well to compliments. So, yeah. so you're off to Nundal. How long are you there for? I'm there for a couple of nights. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna head out there probably a. We'll reach there on Friday afternoon or the evening. Mm-hmm. Then uh, uh, my main hunting time will be Saturday and half of Sunday. Oh, okay. Return Sunday night. That's my plan. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think you all the roads are okay on, on the New England yeah, and stuff I mean, like that. It's uh, yeah. it's further west that you're going to hit the problems. Yeah. Nundal uh, received another hundred mil last night, so it's mm-hmm. certainly wet. Uh, but the main the main road through it, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, you'll just have to be careful about um, where you go from there. Yeah. Um, I don't know too many people that have frequented Nundal numerous times and haven't come uh, unstuck at some point, myself included. <laughs> I've come off the road once or twice. Going uphill, mind you, I slipped off the yeah. road. Yeah. Um, it's probably easier to come in through the north with, with the – if it's going to be, you know – uh, ordinary road conditions. So mm-hmm. coming in through um, Walker and that way. Walker, yeah. And then uh, that's um, that's probably well, last time we came through there. The the very last bit of that road on before you turn on to Topdale. So the, when you turn off the bitumen onto the first bit of dirt, that was probably the the messiest bit, but it was flat. But it had big, big, big holes. But it was flat. Uh, once you actually got onto the forest way, because they run trucks on it so often, it's in a pretty good nick. Yep. Yeah. Um, it is. That's probably the, one of the most important things to remember. It's a working forest. Yep. So um, you, you you will encounter vehicles if if they if if yep. they're working you and you know, and they run. They run with a great deal of um, sense of right of way. Yeah. No, I've been there uh, about four. Oh, okay. Months, you have been. So, okay. And I just been there last month. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty much aware of the road yeah. system, um, uh, especially around Taglo. Yeah. Uh, I found Nundal to be too challenging for me in terms of the hike because it's it's very terrain is kind of challenging. Um, 
I saw one of your videos on um, on when you hunted with your with your son, and I I noted that it's and and, and you mentioned that it it's a bit easier. Hike. Yeah, well, Tugalo can be tough, but we picked. I, I specifically picked easier parts of Tugalo because I had my boy with me. Um, you know, and you you can do the same in Nundal. I mean, honestly, if you um, you can walk the tracks on Nundal, and and there's a good chance that you will have success. Um, obviously, you know, the the harder you hunt, the bit the better your chances. But there is, you know, there is a Tugalo. We we just found the way I hunted Tugalo with my son is. As soon as we entered the forest, um, the first track we came to was a left left hand track. We turned down it. Yep. It was yeah. a pretty hard pack um, dirt and rock, so there was no issue. And it was raining. We were in winter. There was no issue with you know tracks or anything like that. And the first reasonable place to pull over, we just pulled over and we just started walking. Mm. And um, you know, literally, the deer are standing on the track for us and. Um, you know, you, you you might you might luck a big buck, but I, I expect that you'll see deer um, doing that. Um, so yeah, you can do that. In fact, the track that we were on in Tugalo led to a very very interesting point where it bordered um, private land, and Tim actually went and sat on that for a while. And that looked really, really interesting if you um, are for a place to sit down. Now, for you, you probably won't have that opportunity because you won't have that time. But it was really quite interesting. You know, there was a real opportunity to sit there. And you can see it there um, yeah. on that. So we basically came in that main that main track in yep. and there where it's got that red line to the yep. – to, to, um, well, to your left, if you're coming heading from north to south, yep. we just went along there and we just found a found a place. See how there's like a little balloon loop dotted yep. Um, yep. off the red. Yep. We just pulled up almost at that creek where that balloon loop starts on the red, yep. and we just we just walked around there. Sometimes we walked through the scrub, sometimes we followed the track, but we just stuck to that area. Um, and later on, uh, with Tim, we went right up to where it it, it hits the um, the um, the um, private again. And you can see there's like it says nine, yep. and you can see there's a track that runs up that to the boundary line. Tim went up there because there's lots of dams, as you can yep. see, and we just yep. went up yep. there and checked that out. That whole area is very interesting. You know, it's um, it's one of those areas where you've got very close to the fringe country for the private land, so it was well worth checking out. And it, as I said, you look, you can see that the, the contours are very, very mild there, so it's pretty, pretty easy country to work. And if you're worried about navigation, it's also a, probably a really good place to go because it's, you know, you you, you wouldn't get too uh, messed up there. Yeah. If, no, no, if you keep no. walking, you'll hit you'll hit a boundary line and you'll you'll be able to track back from it. Is that where you've been before, mate? Does yeah, that you seem I've, familiar I've, with that area? Yeah, I've, I've been to this area just once, um, and I found a good camp spot there. You know, mm. I used it before. Um, it was somewhere close to that. Do you, you see that cross thing over the right where your mouse cursor? Yeah, that's a mine. That would be. I'm assuming. Yeah, so it's somewhere close to. I found a camp spot there. 
I didn't camp there. I camped somewhere else, but I found it. But I walked the whole area. So what I usually do, and I, well, that's the that's the purpose that I wanted to talk to uh, you guys was, what I usually do is just I park somewhere, and I usually don't walk on the roads. It's uh, I assume that obviously the deer are not going to hang around the road because that's where most of the activity is, the human activity is. So obviously they're going to be hanging around somewhere deep in the forest, but I just randomly walk. So my, I I always have these questions, like I see all these contours and these creeks. So I always ask myself, do I need to walk along the creek? What do they eat? What time? What time do I, if I'm walking along the creeks, what time do I walk? Do I, is it, is it, in the best, is it best in the morning? What time do they actually hang around in those creeks? And uh, uh, what time of this? So all these questions come to my mind. Uh, in 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 some sort of uh, uh, guidance on basically their movement patterns. Basically, you know, what time do they move around between this private farmland? You know, where they might eat, and what times do they hang around in the forest? You know, they just wanted to get some basic idea about that. Okay. Because right now I'm just walking in, and I'm not. I do find here the odd mark. Well, you know the, the their their footprints here and there, and some you know some scat here and there, but never really, never not really able to join the dots, if you know what I mean. Mm. Mm -hmm. It is, um, it is. I mean, state forest hunting is not easy. Mm. Um, yeah, you're looking for an area, and this is probably why Mark's focused on this area here, that uh, the the deer are going to go to improved pasture during the night, All right? So they they're largely nocturnal because of the pressure that's on them. Um, they're going to come out of the safe haven of the forestry and bounce over those fence onto the improved pasture, and they're going to eat there all night, and then they're going to bounce back again into the forestry in the yep. morning. And you might pick them up moving from one side to the other in the early, early light of the morning and the late, late light of the evening, the last little bit. That's the general rule. But in saying that, I've let rounds off at deer at 10 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning, mm. early after lunch. Uh, but often those those chance encounters are back in the forestry where they have stood up because they've heard me and they're looking for me and you see them silhouetted in the forestry. Um, I don't tend to find groups of deer feeding in the middle of the day, standing up, just milling around like they do in the, in the late light. Uh, if there's anything else you guys want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, that's all exactly correct in, in what Ian was saying there about the fact that they in a way they're just like us so they want to expend the less amount of energy to get the most amount of energy in so if there's improved pasture or there's forest pick they're going to go they're going to go for the ice cream you know so they're going to go for the good stuff. So they're going to, if there is, if there's pastoral land around and they're able to access it, they're going to go for the pastoral land. Um, conversely, they want to be somewhere where if when they're not eating that they feel, you know, there's a level of safety and security, then obviously a pastoral paddock doesn't provide that. This forest provides that. So from an approach point of view and you know, you were saying about when's the right time of day and should I follow the creeks. One of the things I'd say to you is that there's probably an answer to that, but that won't fit into your hunting, okay? So you're going, I, 
the way I'd like to answer this question is, you've told me you're going to basically be there for an, for a day and a half, and you're going to hunt all day Saturday. Okay, so how would I use that time more effectively, or most effectively? As you said, I'd find somewhere to pull up in the in in my vehicle, or if I was camping over there, and I would actually start on the track. The reason I'd start on the track is I'd start to look for game sign. And the reason for that is it's easier to see prints on a track than it is in the forest, okay? So I would start, so I would put some of the basics into play. One is I'd check which way the wind's blowing. Mm. So I'm walking into the wind, okay? Walking into the wind. Two, I'd just move along and start to scan for game sign. So that game sign's either going to be, you know, prints or scat, Okay. When I find that, I try to make some kind of uh, judgment call on which way is the game going, how fresh it is. So if it's, if or is it, for instance, it, it might be old, but it's heavy traffic. So this might be a very well used track. And where's it heading? If I look at it, is it heading, you know, towards a pasture or not? Again, with the wind, I'd use the wind in terms of determine which direction I turn, but I'd turn into the wind and start following that track and then start looking for more information and more information and continuing to put together a picture. Um, it's almost impossible for me to say that the deer will be on the water at 11 o'clock or three o'clock or something like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow a, a simple process of elimination based on gathering information. So I'm going to kind of go, I don't know anything except for which way the wind's blowing. Wind's blowing this way, I'm moving into that. Second thing is, oh, okay, I found a, I found game sign. What's the game sign telling me? It tells me it's relatively fresh. It tells me it's very, very old. Okay, it tells. So I keep looking. Oh, okay, this game sign is a bit fresher. Okay, let's follow the game sign with the wind and just keep building the picture. And and for yourself, if you were hunting in that area, you know, that six. Well, there's you know each one of those squares is a kilometer. So you got you know a goodly chunk of land there that you can explore for a, for, for a half a day, not be too far away from the track, so too far away from your vehicle if you get something. And there's a lot of interesting, you know, uh, creek lines and like that. Again, it's hard to say should you go down those creek lines because, you know, we don't know how overgrown they are in particular or what it is. But, again, that's a bit of information. If I come to something and it's, you know, a wall or blackberry, I'm just going to not go through it. I'm going to try and walk around it and find a way around it. So I'm just going to keep in it in that short period of time that I've got hunting, I'm just going to keep trying to find more data, more information about the deer or the pigs or whatever it is and keep looking. Um, I'm a firm believer that just keep moving, keep looking, keep assessing information. Once you get to know an area, you might go, okay, this is a great place for me to hold up because there's lots of deer activity or, you know, something like that. But for you, going to an area that you may have only been once or twice before, your best chance is to get on your feet, you know, walk it, you know, use the wind to your advantage, keep your eyes open, move slowly, assess much as much information you can and be ready for the fact that you would probably are likely to bump something. Yeah, and don't cover the same ground twice. Don't go back in the morning because all of the scent that you've laid up That's is not right. going to be washed out. Those deer aren't going to be too so interested if, after that. If you were hunting that that block we can see there, you might say, okay, um, 
in the morning I'm going to hunt one side or the afternoon I'm going to hunt the other side with the, and again let the wind tell you what to do you know, let the wind tell you what to do. I've never really uh, uh, that wind was on my last uh, things to consider I just randomly used to walk um, yeah. yeah probably that is one yeah if you're not okay. using the wind like Mark's talking about you've you've limited your chances by yeah. 95 percent yeah i've walked into animals and in, in the wrong place like i've had wind you know on my back i've had you know everything was wrong but deer have stood up they've stood up because they've smelt me but they're usually at that point they've got the jump on me and even if i do see them i can smile as they run off um you got to have that wind right yeah. they are cagey in this forest because they get pressure so every little bit you you need to consider that's it. And that's the thing, you know, this time of year, you're going to see um, deer, you know, in, in where they are in their development. So it's going to be different from, say, for instance, if you were down there in a rut. So they're going to be, you know, they're going to be in smaller groups. Um, you're more than likely to see, I, I would assume that you're likely to see, um, you know, does and yearlings. Um, you might uh, see what very close to young forms. Very close. Yeah, yeah very, very close. close. You might get the forms. first ones down. Yeah, but they'll mm. be heavily pregnant. Yeah, they're, heavily. They're, they're, they'll be very close to that stage. So you'll see that. So they won't be that active. Mm. They won't be Any that active. Any bucks are going to be in velvet as well. But, and you probably won't see them hanging around. You, you might bump them separately. You know, the, what you're doing is um, you, in this kind of situation, since you don't really know a lot about where you're going is, you're using your feet to stimulate game movement, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so flush, flushing. Yeah, yeah you, 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 you're driving it. You know, it's like a self-drive type thing. That's what you're doing. And that's what I I find is the most productive way to hunt this kind of these kind of conditions because I just don't know them. So I can't say, oh, go here, do this, do yeah. that. Yeah. So, so I'll, give you, I'll give you another spot. Um, and I'll, I'll explain how I work this spot in a similar way to what Mark has. Um, John, if you can move to the east. Yeah. How far do you want to go? Uh, keep going. Uh, just zoom out a bit for me. You can uh, ask for control in Teams. So mm. you yeah, I just I, I do that all the time, but I can't see it here. Oh, yeah, for I some reason I can't see well. request control. If you go to more, if you click on more, uh, no, it's not there. It's not I've, there, mate. No. I've got it, but it's not highlighted. Doesn't matter, mate. Yeah, doesn't matter. It doesn't so highlight. see, yeah. see the see the farmland um, uh, uh, right in the centre, um, north north of the rest. Okay. So yeah. I mm -hmm. I hunt this this spot quite a lot. Zoom in on on that a couple of clicks, Jono. Okay. Uh, go in one more. Go in one more. Okay. Now centre it for me. The farm. Okay, that'll do for the minute. Uh, and I go, just drop it down one, one, one little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Sorry, I meant up then. Up. Oh, stop. Yep. Okay. See. Too far. See where the road comes in to the far left hand side on the far yep. left hand side, yep. and it hits the green. Do you recognise yep. this area? Yeah, I've been to the. Uh, I've, 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 I've just driven through this road all the way to down to that uh, 
property and uh, and if you just scroll down a bit yeah and i just do you see that gate uh uh gate mark uh, gate whatever you call that thing that that two uh, triangles thing on yeah, the right, right on that right on yeah, the on the on yeah, the uh, the bottom it's, it's that's going to be the cell yeah, South, I, Southwest yeah, I walked there for a bit and it was very thick country there. So I just. Mm. Okay, let me explain a couple of things yeah. here. So if yeah. you go back up the road to where the exclusion zone meets the yeah. uh, the hunting yeah. zone, yeah. right on the yeah. far left hand side there, yeah. when you come, you come up and over a hill and then you hit that track that comes off the main road. See that track uh -huh. there next to capped, yep. got capped or dump trail? Yep. Okay, so as you come over the hill, that road runs through open grazing country, yep. but, it, but it is hunting land. Oh, yes. As you're driving down the road, so on your, on, it'll be on your left as you're driving down the road, the left-hand side, the, the left side is open grazing country, the right-hand side is farmland. I always, always, without a doubt, see deer in the early morning crossing from the farmland across the road through that open grazing country and into the forest. I always see them there. Now you can you can park, and the great thing about this is you can park your car back in the in the purple exclusion area, because it's on the on another side of a ridge. Yeah, and you can creep up over that. Right, wind dependent, of course, but even with wind going the wrong way, because you've got to get up and over the top of a ridge, that wind is going to push up before it drops down. So you've got a little bit of a chance to scout that early. Now, when you go, if you take that left hand. Um, Left hand, yeah, left hand road that goes to it says Captain and Dump Trail, yep. that goes around the top of this open grazing, and you've got an elevated point where you can shoot south into that area for about four hundred meters of open grazing country. You see them come in there in the morning, and you see them come out in the afternoon. Mark, did you want to say something? Well, Nazir, that video that I put together, we're hunting for my son, and the mm -hmm. day where I'm walking, I say the sun's come up. That that I am there. Yeah, we're yeah. in that paddock in the afternoon. Yeah, when I say so, something like, "Oh, we can feel the temperature dropping," mm. I am literally walking up to our vehicles, which are parked right where that exclusion and that road. That's it. So it is. Yeah. It is an yeah. open. So you can, if you, the wind is right, you can, you could literally kind of crawl up in there in your vehicle, because as as Ian says, you kind of come around a corner. You could park. You could walk in. Um, if you got there in the right time, you do have a you you have two benefits. One is you've got a, a you know a good couple of ovals of flat ground in front of you that is grassy but quite easy to see into. It's mm -hmm. fringed by trees, so the deer will be moving that cover. And you, if they're in the if they are over in the um, the improved pasture, which is the the exclusion zone on the other side of the road, you'll be able to see them in there as well. So yeah. if they're if they're about, you'll you'll be able to see them and you'll be able to find a pretty comfortable shooting position. And if you want to explore, you basically walk those tracks in, and mm. there's some really nice country. Really nice country. In there. You know, you the, the track is high. It's kind of um, like about three quarters up the hill. So you've got looking up, which is always a really good thing to do when you're deer hunting. You know, don't look just down, look up, because often you'll see deer looking down on you. And it it borders some national park, I think. Yep, it does. 
So, and you can look down and it's a quite a nice gully system and then it gets into, it, it kind of slowly closes up and then you get into really heavy, uh, dark timber, you know, heavy tree cover. Still plenty uh, vision below it, but it, it, the light really drops down. It gets into some heavy timber in there. So uh, there's a shot where we're all, we're all the, in one of the videos, we're all walking along the road. And I'm saying we're going for like a Sunday stroll or something. We are yeah. literally walking along those tracks there into that heavy stuff. Yeah. I'm going to dispel another myth for you, and that is staying away from the tracks is going to find more deer. Walk the tracks, buddy. Those mm -hmm. the, the deer aren't scared of the tracks. No. Um, the deer are used to forestry workers on those tracks and walking tracks is usually the best way to go because people push those tracks down areas that cars can access, which means they're less steep. Yes, you'll find some steep stuff, but they've gone the natural way down. Tracks right. are quieter to walk on. If you go off the track and try and push through the scrub, it's going to scare everything off. Yeah, and Hit those tracks. Foot. Yeah. Now, of course, find game trails and explore off the track. But if you're yeah. trying to cover some ground and look up, we've seen loads of deer from tracks yeah. loads and of deer again the animal for an animal it's 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 the easier way for them to travel mm. you it's know? part of resistance yeah that's right yeah. um so and you and for you it's a lot easier to spot game trail on a track than it is in the middle of the scrub you know you'll literally see um you know you'll see the traffic line that they're following Yep. Um, and you'll also see more importantly, or just as importantly, the traffic line where they're cutting tracks. So they're kind of coming up or down, they cut a track and they go, oh, okay, so they're moving that way. Yep. Um, very, very handy thing to do is walk, walk the tracks in, um, in state forests, especially, again, when you're starting. It's a great way to cover ground and to see things and, and get deer. So don't um, don't disregard it. And again, when we're talking about traffic, remember, mm. it might be three vehicles a day. Yeah. So yeah. it's not it's not a lot of traffic, you know. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, so great spot there. Um, go and explore that area. I highly recommend it. I've sent quite a few people there, and they 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 always report back they've seen animals. If you follow that track down along the southern boundary of the farmland, yeah. right, Jono, you're following me all the way to the yeah. the right hand southern corner that point there right stop there on that corner if you park up there and walk up old mate's fence heading yeah. north right yeah. about halfway you'll see a, a gully you'll see a, a, a saddle there that's where yeah. Jono's mouse is that's a yeah. that's a natural saddle okay it's a it's a beautiful lush piece of ground that yeah. that has got log uh, it's got log um deadfall pushed up against the fence so you've got some excellent cover just on the other side. So basically at the point where Jono's got his arrow, that is where the deer jump the fence. Mm. They jump that fence all the time, right? So if you then go to the creek to the right, so it goes down the, down the valley into the creek. There's a creek just there, yep, yep, right? You yep. see that creek? Now, just yep. up the other side, you'll see a spur that runs parallels the creek. Can you see that, Jono? Up mm -hmm. and down that spur line there. Yep. That's where, that's that is, mark that spot is where you'll go back in the rut and if you find me there, you can leave. But if I'm not there, you're welcome to to, to do it. Uh, four years in a row, I've found a buck in there. He works that. That's where his scrapes are. But he works that area with a creek either side of it. And the girls go up that gully and bounce into that improved pasture. Again, great ambush spot. You'll see them in the low light, the beginning of the day and the end of the day going into there. 
Yeah. So that, that's the kind of place that if, you know, you've been out for the day and you think about what to do for the afternoon, think yeah. about the wind. You know, you want to get the wind right, but if the wind is right, that'd be a great place to go explore for for an afternoon run or a, yep. or, or if you if you're a real early bird go for a morning run but that's the kind of place i would break if you're hunting you know basically all saturday and a half sunday i would the way i'd approach that is i'd try and find three places and kind of you know saturday morning till lunch yeah. get back to camp if you if you haven't been successful if you mean successful everything changes get back in get you you know have a rest have a feed okay saturday afternoon which way is the wind blowing what's going on and then and do something different on a sunday morning so maybe get up real early sunday morning get in there and 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 look at that kind of place for an ambush or the one further up above it where they have that like corporal you know the link trail and that stuff like that so I'd, i that's kind of my how i'd approach that i'd break it up into three three hunts if you will a more a half three half day hunts but go and camp there somewhere don't don't go to ponderosa you're yeah 40 and 40 minutes mm. away go oh, camp sorry, somewhere sorry. central here no, so that you've got a I, small amount yeah. of driving yeah. Yep. yeah the first time i went to this forest like i did uh, i draw i drove the whole forest and marked some potential camp spots so there is one camp spot in this location that i've marked up as well yeah uh, there so yeah but i mean it, it, you going in for the time you're going in you know basically i'd 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 be thinking if i'm driving along that road and there's a clearing there i'd i'd think maybe this will do me for the night type thing like that you know um you're you're you're, you're limited on time so yeah as yeah. ian said but the closer you can get time, to the action and the easier of, you to set up is be good in terms of the time um yeah i did this was something that i had in mind because i thought there's no point staying back more but ideally how would you you know how much time would you think is ideal like if one and a half like from what you were saying one and a half days seems <laughs> to be kind of high right every so, day you can get my friend you that's want to it. stay there mate uh <laughs> my my yeah. trips are a week long i go for a oh, week i don't travel yeah. all the way there for two days i've done it once i took a yeah. four-day weekend that's the shortest i've ever done um but normally you know i'll do an annual trip there and or two or two trips in the year and i'll be there for a week mm. uh, okay yeah. I, I try and hunt as long as I can, but I, I have also hunted. I have left Brisbane to get to Severn for first light, hunted till last light, and drove back home. Mm. Uh, you know, I've yeah. done that, and I was successful. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's it, it, you know, I can't shoot them at my back door. I've got to go looking for them. So, um, I, you know, it's about it's when you're when you're on the uh, time frame that you're on. It's it's a, again, it's you know, we're we're talking about efficiency here. So, um, I yeah. I think about places like this. So these two, and when we talked about the other one with Tugler, again, when you're there, the decision that is going to be the most important decision is what's the wind doing where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. So there's no use of going, I'm going to go one, two, three, and you get there and the wind's wrong. But, but it also means that, okay, I might be going three, two, one or something like that. But you want to work with the wind. So think about a few different places you can go that are within close range of each other and, yeah. and go for it. I mean, you know, that whole forest holds deer. So uh, they're there. 
you've just got to kind of a, have a, having a bit of an approach. But if you kind of said, you know, I'll take the top part in the in the on the first morning and I'll camp up there. Um, yeah, that's a that's a nice way of doing it. Yeah, yeah totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Uh, I, I think that sorry, just that map that we're looking at now. I don't think you can drive from there to the other one without having to go up though. I don't think there's a good right. No, you've got yeah. to go back. But up that's not a bad. It's not a bad road by any means. Um, you've yeah. got to go back up. Yeah. Yeah. That's from it. here, Ruby's Ruby's Knob Road. Yeah. 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 It's a big intersection on the main on the main road. Yeah. I think that's a great spot in there. I've so taken where, quite a few people in, and I, they've, they've been quite successful. So I can tell you where I have uh, spotted a uh, few deers in that. Uh, if you just scroll to the right, please, um, and up where where we enter from the Ruby's Knob Road, right into the yeah, the right there. So so you see that. Uh, so what I did once so. Taking that rubies, so where that road kind of kinks into that national park and then comes back into the hunting, the green area mm -hmm. where it's written rubies knob. So there's this right, uh, so the, there's a road that goes to the left, uh, uh, close to the, on the border of that national park. Nasir. Yeah. That, that's actually the point that I was describing earlier. Yeah, I just got the wrong it. spot on the map. Oh, all right. So remember so when you, I was saying that point down there, I didn't realize that this I couldn't see this bit on the map. That is actually the point we were describing earlier. All right. I thought you were talking about the one if you scroll down, that's next to the the private land. Yeah, that is next to private land. Up the top no. there, go go back up. See where see where it comes. It goes from white to uh, hunting area next to Ruby's Knob Road. The the word just there where yeah, yeah that that point there. When Jono's got his cursor, yeah. can you see there? That's that's the point I was describing earlier, where you come over the hill and you've got yep. all of that farmland there uh, on the left yes. hand, on the yes. right yes. hand side. Yeah, that's that was my description. I was yeah. in the wrong wrong spot. Ah, oh, sorry, I was looking okay. at the one uh, on the bottom right next to that exclusion zone. That yeah. there's a camp, Captain Dumb. Yep. CPT dump I've, 303. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I've camped there, and there's definitely, uh, at the time we camped down there as a pre rut trip, uh, there were nice bucks down in the creek down from that point, and some pretty amazing waterfalls, but it is steep, very steep country. Yeah, you'll see that those the contours really pick up as you go. Um, go towards the right. And again, that's and that pasture land over there, the white is very good pasture land too when yep. we were down there so that's a that whole that whole area is is well worth the exploration yeah it means all the deers like i've spotted about 10 12 deers in a day yeah uh, but all when they were running you know i, I couldn't find you've got to stop you've got to stop the running all <laughs> right you've put you the key to all of this is is probably going to be noise and wind it's something yeah, you need yeah, to be wind, careful of and um, like if if you if you've got deer on the run and you pull your car up and they know that you've pulled the car up and now they're skittish of cars, that spot's done for your trip. You need mm -hmm. to go and find some more deer somewhere else. Um, yeah. But if you can sneak up over that and catch them when they're not running, then obviously you've given yourself the chance. I know that's definitely quite helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I means in terms of uh, so. 
first light, that's the uh, that's the the first rule, right? First light, you're there in the forest. So I, I always uh, struggle to uh, decide whether should I start from the bottom of the um, bottom of the uh, of the hill or the gully or whatever, or from the top. Uh, or should I start from the creek line? Like, like that's always been a, a, where do I, you know, first thing in the morning, where do I start? Like we have now, you just showed uh, showed me all these different uh, uh, good potential spots. So is it like you just go there just before the light, the first light, and just sit there until it turns, uh, you, know, you know, until you get some light, or you you, you start from somewhere? you know, uh, in terms of on, on the road or something. Yeah, so I, I'm always trying to find a place that I know that deer are likely to be, and then I try and be there an oh, hour okay. to half an hour before okay. there's any light whatsoever, and I sit patiently and wait. If nothing happens in that area on first light, then I'll start to move. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't move around in that pre-light time. So that's it's the same. That's a different style of hunting, right? Like uh, if you're sitting and waiting, so what, where, how do you decide this is the place where I should sit and wait for the deer? Yeah. Or, you know, Pre prevailing wind, prevailing wind, wind uh, high elevation so that you can see something. In the morning, you're going to have, like, you'll get used to um, understanding thermals and currents. It's not just wind direction, but in the morning, if you think about fog, fog yep. settles in the morning, right? Yep. So as the dawn rolls in, fog settles. That means your scent is rolling down. And as soon as the heat hits that, your scent's going back up again. So you need to be mindful of where your scent's going to go as the the dawn rolls in and then the, the day warms up is what your thermals are going to do. So all of those things are part of what you piece together as you get better at this. But to start with, a high elevated point where your wind is not blowing in their direction is going to give you a, a better chance. Right. I'm not a still hunter, but the <laughs> first thing I do in the day is find that optimum spot. And, you know, if you're successful at that point, then you've got work in front of you. If you're not, then it's time to go walking. Those yeah. animals will continue to feed for a while before mm. they bed down, but yeah. you don't have a heap of time. Then you're bumping them. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. And I, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I'd always rather start high than, than low. Mm. Um, yeah. There's a very good chance that you'll end up um low um but i want to start high and when i so if if you know so if i decided to hunt that area that we're looking right down there basically center top of screen just below where it says ruby's knob i was going to hunt that area i'd want to understand which way the wind was before i even went that way we don't think about what's so what, what was happening the day before and stuff like that but when i got there i'd try and get there before first light um i'd i'd want to get my gear at camp ready in the car if i'm driving there or if i was leaving my vehicle there so when i get out of the car i'm getting out and i'm i'm not you know opening doors and boots and stuff like that i'm grabbing my gear and i'm just going to sit quietly and listen one because technically you know it's still dark and i can't move around but as soon as that light comes up, I'm going to grab my binos the best I can. I'm going to start looking. I'm going to start looking for movement. I'm going to start. So I'm going to start scanning the area, and I'm going to start looking for movement. 
I'm going to start looking for, you know, that odd blurry shape moving across the paddock. I'm going to try and lock onto that through the binos. If I can't do that, I can't see anything moving. I'm going to move a, and so after a period of time, there's no, I can't see. I'm going to move a little bit into the wind. And again, hopefully I'll be able to start using my binos because I might just be off the area that they're at. Mm. I'm going to keep doing that until I kind of go, okay, they're not here at them where I am. So I'm, then I'm going to go start moving in and seeing if I can find them. So I'm going to, it's going to be like a series of small rolling steps. They're going to keep getting along bigger and bigger, depending on what, what kind of, you know, what I'm seeing and what I'm, what I'm hearing and so on. So I'm just going to keep grabbing bits of information I can and start making more and more informed decisions. That's what it's really about. It's about you want to try and make as the most informed decision as you can. So what you're doing is you're starting from very little information. So you just want to, you're trying to find bits of information and, and to give yourself a picture of what's happening. Thanks, Sam. Sounds good. The last thing I'll give you is um, yeah. once the morning is rolled on and you're walking the tracks, uh, I tend to find that the fallow deer, which is what you find predominantly yeah. in this area, they're going to be in the native eucalypts and they're going to be close to a creek. Yeah. Right. So they hang out, you know, within, you know, you'll probably find game trails 50 to 100 metres off a creek that, that contour the creek line or, or follow the creek line, they parallel it. Um, that's typically the line where I find fellow bed down so they can go and get a drink they can come back up and have a feed uh, and they don't go necessarily too far from where they want to be tonight but uh, you know in the night time um, they don't want to move too far especially when they're heavily pregnant but that's just my my tips go and find those gullies and when you're in forestry area that's got a lot of pine you'll notice that the creek lines uh, are all still the native eucalypt country um, the pines I don't think the forestry people are allowed to plant too close to the rivers in case the seeds drop in the waterways and, and travel things like that so yeah that's sort of that's sort of what i look for mm. Mm. all right i'll keep that in mind that's yeah and look that's a that's that's a really good point and you know the idea of they're in they're in the native timber and and look i literally put that uh, ian said that to me once and i literally put it in practice and where i came into that's a fine. paddock and it had this horrible weed overgrown stuff, you know, and it was like nearly as tall as me. And I went, nothing's going to be in this. So I stopped and went, there's there's timber up there. And I moved towards the timber. And sure enough, 10 minutes later, deer were there. So they, they don't want to be in that stuff either. It was that time of the day where they wanted to be within the timber, went into the timber. So that's it. Yeah. So. The pine needles suppress all of the undergrowth. So there's no easy green pick for them to get to. No. Um, yeah, can be, can be. If you've mm. got more open, maybe young pines, um, that changes the story a little bit. But just use that as a guideline. And yeah. if the sun can't get in and it can't grow, you know, green stuff underneath it, you're not going to find animals bed down there. I even look at, like, I look at the sheep in the paddock at home. They lie down during the day and they eat a circle around where they're lying. Mm. Like, they don't want to have to get up and move around. Um, the deer are the same. They do the same thing. Yeah. Right. So, so um there there are some pine forests uh, that i noted in uh, in nundle so is is are those areas worth looking uh, around uh, you oh. know when you when you when you go towards uh, ponderosa on the right hand side there's a huge pine 
uh, area that I always you know, wanted to go there. But there's pine areas all through these parks, mate. That's yep. what they are. What you'll find, you'll find heavy game trails that go off the road through the pines and end up in the eucalypt. They'll traverse it. Um, I um, uh, someone told me uh, and the other thing that I I believe is that the reds prefer the pines over right. the uh, over the, the eucalypt. That's just the theory that I run with. Um, and also, when there's heavy weather, the pine is a very well insulated mm. area for a, any animal to go in and shelter from weather. So um, yes, pines are absolutely. You'll find pigs in there. The pigs love it because it's moist. They can bloody dig stuff up. There's mushrooms and all sorts of stuff in there for them to eat. So you'll bump stuff in there. But I just find that uh, if you're going to bump something that's bedded down for the day, my opinion is it's going to be in the eucalyptus. And if there is pine and, and, you know, that transition point between the pine and the eucalypt or the native timber is also very, very interesting country mm. to explore because that oh. gives them kind of the both you know, they don't have, again, they don't have to move too far because when you do go into that, especially if it's old pine, you know, it's planted in the 70s or before, it's dense. It's, okay. you know, it, the temperature is significantly different. You know, there's less light in there. So you could see that if anything wanted to bed up somewhere where out of, out of the weather, that would be a really good place to bed up. So, and I mean, I've shot plenty of pigs in the pine at, at Nundle. Um, so yeah, there, there, there's game in there as well. It's just a different type of game. Interesting. Well, there's a lot of information for me to go with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and and that being the case, so just pick a few spots. Mm, mm. Okay. So you've got the options with the wind. So you know. So depending on what time of day you get there, you know. When you're ready to move, if you, if you can't immediately see something, move a little bit, gather a bit more information, move a little bit, gather more information. When you find a game trail, so if it's not playing, you know, you, it's not playing out for you at all. When you find prints or, or you know, scat, say, okay, I'm going to start exploring this and just explore, but always try and keep right with the wind. Yep. Right. Just a deer is going to um, use multiple sensors to determine if you're worth getting up and running away from or not. So they might hear you, but if they don't see you, they'll be they'll be alert, but they might not be moving. So they're going to pull that. Like us, they're going to pull information together. There's a lot of stuff that moves around the bush that's not. That's human. right. There's a lot of yeah, wallabies trees and falling and wallabies, and in fact. The, First buck I shot in Nundal, I followed a wallaby onto him. That big noisy thing was crashing through the scrub. It was perfect cover. You know, and the deer just thought, oh, it's just something moving. So they're going to pull that information together. So, yeah, so just always try and be right with the wind. It's probably the, the rule number one of deer, um, deer, successful deer hunting. And, look, I've shot deer that shouldn't have been there in the wrong place, wrong time, everything. That happens. You only get that by getting out there and doing it, but yeah. generally, get right with the wind. Yeah, Eat creeks are another. Creeks are another good one. Creeks mm. make noise; they mask your mm. sound, and the wind usually follows a creek one way or another. Yeah. So yeah. if you hit a creek and you've got the draft coming down with the water, then go the other way. Just follow the creek up there. Masks your noise. It's the right place. Animals come down to drink there. You'll find game trails and and yeah. all sorts of stuff. So yeah, there's a another good tip. But try and stay 
out of the creek so give yourself the opportunity that you can see it don't kind of get in it that's one i've seen people make that mistake you get in it and then it becomes an issue about navigation yeah. and movement rather than hunting you don't want to turn this into an arduous you know you don't want to spend more energy trying to figure out how to get through something than it is hunting no that's great information thank you guys thank you very much uh, i think i have enough to go and at least give it a shot Oh, mate, you've got a lucky hat. You'll be sweet. That's right. And when you come back, we're going to get you back here and you're going to give Tell us a us debrief. All, <laughs> all right. Yes, yes, sure. We'd love to do that. Definitely. Yeah. Good stuff. Definitely. All right, mate, go and do your family awesome. thing. I see yeah, your daughter. Oh, was it your daughter running around behind you a minute ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All good, man. All right. Well, if there's anything else all you're right. out, you know how to find us. So happy to help. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, cool. Mark. Good luck, mate. Ian, Jono. Thank you very much. Good luck, mate. Thank you for your time. Good luck, mate. Bye. See ya. See ya.